It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Happy Monday. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. This is Locked On Auburn. Zach Blackerby and Michael Pappas here with you. On today's show, we're going to have a quick look ahead to the Auburn-Tennessee game. It's been forever since Auburn has played. What happened in the SEC this weekend? Does it impact Auburn? And then, of course, excitement for Bruce Pearl's newest stud. Talk briefly about him on Friday's show. And then something Auburn-related happened at the Masters. Thought it'd be a little fun to play that. But first, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. They're special for this week. They're partnering with Fruita Bowls. They're doing a good job partnering with uh, with different restaurants happening uh, or, you know, throughout the community. During this crazy time, restaurants have kind of been hit more than uh, more than anybody in 2020. So Fetch Me's done a good job with partnering with them through their app, but also they've kind of got this behind-the-scenes blog that they've started, and I uh, highly encourage you to check that out, blog.fetchme.com, uh, or fetchmedelivery.com, blog.fetchmedelivery.com. Um, really cool kind of behind-the-scenes action. But yeah, Fruita Bowls, you can use promo code 10 off, or if you're ordering on the new app, you can use promo code APPS, A-P-P-S. You can use that anywhere for $10 off your order. And of course, you can use promo code ZAC20 for your first delivery free. Michael Pappas joining me. How are you, sir? I'm good, Zach. I'm good. How are you today? I'm good, man. I can't complain. So let's start things off. Auburn has opened as a double-digit favorite versus Tennessee. Auburn opening at minus 10. You're kind of our number slash gambling guy on the pod. What do you think of that line? That seems like a lot to me. Just mostly from a perspective of... um, how do you like it? I don't know. 10 points is just a lot. It's a, a lot, lot of points. Of I don't points, think Tennessee's yeah. that bad. I don't think Tennessee's that bad. Um, I think that there's a chance that this is a, a closer game than we think it is, but um, I'm not convinced that Auburn is, is going to come out and, and just roll it out. Um, Zach, I know you think that Auburn or you have thought for a long time that Auburn is going to lose until recently. So, mm-hmm. uh, a, a double-digit win for Auburn is definitely possible, but, man, it seems uh, seems like it's going to be a tall task. Yeah, I mean, this is a Tennessee team that had an off week, and then they lost to Arkansas, right? And we talked about that a little bit last week, and that looks even worse after, you know, what Florida did to Arkansas. So, And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, I agree with you. Ten is a lot, and I, I feel more and more confident about Auburn showing on Saturday um, each and every week as we get closer to this matchup. But, I mean, Auburn played on Halloween, and they're not playing again until November 21st in the middle of the season. I mean, that is ridiculous. I, I don't think we – I mean, there's no, like, past evidence to look at to see how teams respond in this situation other than, like, bowl games. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a super, super weird situation. Um, Obviously – the whole season has been, but I think it's just coaching, right? I mean, one of the problems that go that, that a lot of teams really have going into bowl games is that it looks like teams don't care. 
right? I mean, we've seen it happen to Georgia. We've seen it happen to Alabama. We've seen, I mean, we've seen it happen quite a bit where teams go into bowl games when maybe the seasons didn't didn't end the way that they wanted them to and and just not care. But, you know, you still have half a season almost of football left to play. You need to care even though you haven't played in three weeks. You're right. I mean, that's been a big thing, though, for, for Auburn fans, especially the the Auburn fans that are against Gus Malzahn, is, you know, during these long breaks, he hasn't done really that well. He's done really well after bye weeks, but multiple weeks off going into an off season or a postseason, rather, it's been a totally different story. And I don't know if this is more like they're coming off of a bye week or more like they're coming off of, you know, the, the end of the regular season, then they got a bowl game. It's it's different. It's it, it's a different situation that extra week, and especially when they didn't practice for a big chunk of last week. Now, it seems like they're back to normal. Gus Malzahn said Thursday that they've kind of been back to normal with everything. Gus also said no new COVID cases since the breakout. Jeremy Pruitt said the same thing for his program at Tennessee. Auburn could have played on Saturday. They they had all of the requirements as far as numbers to go ahead and play on Saturday. It sounds like Mississippi State, they did not have enough scholarship offensive linemen to field a team. Talked with Taylor Jones of Locked On Mississippi State. I, I hopped on his podcast on Friday and just chit-chatting with them. That was the issue is they didn't have enough offensive linemen. We've talked about how COVID has hit certain position groups. Um, we've kind of speculated a little bit as far as you know COVID hitting certain position groups. Um, for Auburn over the course of the offseason. So I think that's kind of where we're at now. I think we're going to be in a good situation to have a football game on Saturday. Fingers crossed, knocking on wood. I totally agree with you, Zach. Um, I, I mean, if the COVID, if, if the breakout happened right after Halloween, right after the LSU game, which is what we think um, is when it occurred, you know, those guys can get back to practice this week, assuming that they've tested negative, right? Because the SEC's got a 14-day requirement. Yeah, so right. I'm just uh, – I'm looking forward to to us not having to talk about COVID anymore, to be honest with you. I'm yeah. hoping that this week things can get back to normal and we can just look forward to Tennessee, and I would be willing to bet most of these players feel the same way. Yeah, there's no question about it. No question about it. Do you ever feel like you're always on? Things are just go, 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 no matter what you've got going on at work or social obligations. Well, let me tell you what. I'm encouraging to reach for the beer that's made to chill. It's literally made to chill. We're talking about Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment, made to chill. I uh, I went to my fridge multiple times this weekend, opened it up, and I saw those beautiful blue mountains staring at me. You know, because Coors Light's as crisp and as cool as the Colorado Rockies. And it's great even when Auburn's not playing, whether you're watching the Masters over the weekend or, you know, some of the, you know, the three SEC games that took place. Um, Coors Light's the beer made to chill. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door at Get com. Celebrate responsibly. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, 
or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Michael, before we look ahead to, or, or I guess look back on the three games that were played in the SEC, I mentioned this very briefly um, before we played the uh, conversation with Justin Ferguson for Ferg Friday on Friday. Um, but KJ Britt, according to his Twitter page, has accepted his senior bowl invite. Um, he is not yet cleared for Auburn, but it appears that he will be participating in the senior bowl this offseason, which means he is entering the NFL draft. You and I had talked about that before. I kind of had a feeling he was going to stay. Doesn't seem like that's the case moving forward. <laughs> And he may see the writing on the wall. You know, we talk about it with we we have talked about it with some other guys before, and and I'm sure we'll talk about it with more guys in the future. But you know, Zacoby and and Owen Papo and, and a lot of these freshmen are looking really good, and a lot of these freshmen are you know bigger and more athletic than KJ Britt is. And I don't want to make it sound like Auburn couldn't use KJ Britt if he came back because obviously he they would but I mean it's his defense if he comes back right but I think he sees a chance yeah I do I think so with the way that Zacoby and and Owen have been playing this season I mean even if he comes back from injury is he still your first team linebacker Mm. I think you have to put him on the field man I think you have to Zacoby McLean leads the SEC in tackle well he might not after this week going into this week he led the SEC in tackles and, and Owen Papo is way better at coverage than KJ Britt is. I agree with so, Owen. I think Owen stays on the field, but how much of it is Zacoby leading? And, and I love Zacoby. We both love Zacoby, but I, I'm just asking the question here. How much of that is the fact that he's staying on the field all the time now because there's no subs and there's most linebackers have subs <laughs> throughout the SEC. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm sure this is a metric that's tracked with pro football focus, but how much, how many snaps is he playing compared to how many tackles he has? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have that pulled up. I'll, I'll, I can look at Yeah, find that later in the week, though. It doesn't have to be right now, but I think that'd be yeah. interesting. Uh, I, I know that he has fewer than Owen does. I think he's at like 327 and Owen's at 370 something, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, it was that way the last time I looked, and he's got, I don't know, 50 tackles. Like, the the number of tackles that guys have is, is weirdly low, to be honest. Okay. But, or it seems weirdly low. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I mean, he's had trouble with missing tackles. I know we've talked about that some, but I don't know, man. I, I do think it's something to think about with, with K.J. Britt and, and the way that these linebackers are playing right now. They're looking good. They're looking good. There's no question about it. All right, so looking uh, looking at this past week in the SEC, um, three games being played. The rest were postponed and or canceled. Do any of these games that were played impact Auburn? Florida beat Arkansas 63-35. to We mentioned Arkansas a second ago as far as comparing them to Tennessee. Kentucky beat Vanderbilt 38-35. to Vandy uh, looked good in the fourth quarter, scoring 14 points to make that one close. And then Ole Miss beat South Carolina 59-42. to What are your thoughts on these three games as far as how they impact Auburn, not necessarily just, you know, how they impact the conference? 
um, for how they impact Auburn. Auburn does. I mean, we talked about it a little last week because because some callers were asking about it. If Auburn wants to have an outside shot to make the playoff, Florida's got to win the SEC. Yeah. Um. And and Auburn needs to keep winning, obviously. Uh. So having Florida look as good as they did on offense and you know win is good for Auburn. Uh, and then the Kentucky Vanderbilt game, I don't think matters that much other than the fact that like a team that Auburn beat won, which is a good thing. Yeah. And, and then finally, I, I think the fact that Ole Miss is capable of putting up 60 points is a, a really big indication that uh, of how well the Auburn defense really played in that football game against Ole Miss. You're right. I mean, uh, Elijah Moore yesterday had what he had like, 13 receptions for 225 yards and two touchdowns. And against Auburn, he had like two catches for 16 yards. Yeah. I mean, Shai Smith went off again um, against Ole Miss and against Auburn. Shai Smith was good, and but he, most of his yards came from those two huge plays. I um, I follow a bunch of NFL draft guys, and one of the one of them, Russell Brown with Cover One, he comes on the show pretty much every offseason to talk about Auburn guys in the draft. But he tweeted out, you know, he typed out the stat line um, for Elijah Moore in every game. And, like, it's all ridiculous except for one. And the response is, well, he scored a touchdown in that game. And it's like, yeah. But, I mean, he's clearly been contained one time and one time only throughout a game this season. And it was Auburn that did it. And interestingly enough, I mean, we talked about guys in the middle of the field, you know, having success. Um, they seem to have turned that around. <laughs> I mean, you know, they did it against LSU as well. So you're right. I mean, this defense has really, really turned it on as of late. But I think pretty much everyone in the SEC is bad at this point. Um, it, it seems like it's Alabama, Florida. Some people would put Texas A&M in there. I'm not going to do that yet. But then there's just this massive drop-off. And I think Auburn... If they beat Texas A&M the week after the Iron Bowl, has a great chance to say, hey, we're the third best team in the SEC. Because I think Georgia, I mean, Georgia's been figured out on offense. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, when you look at the rest of their schedule, it's like, well, who's going to beat them? Um, so I think Georgia's going to kind of say that they're the third best team. So Auburn may be fourth. But, I mean, you look at it, you know, saying, okay, Auburn, with the way you started and where we thought Auburn was after that Georgia game, to say, hey, they're the you know they're a top four team in the conference. At that moment, we would have all taken that. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. And we talked about this at the time where it was kind of like you know they didn't look great against Kentucky. They didn't look great against Arkansas. Sure, but and against Ole Miss, obviously they had some problems. But it's like you know all you have to do in the NCC is survive in advance, right? Every every game that happens, it all the teams look mediocre. And every time you win a game, you're just staying alive and staying alive and staying alive. And now we're coming down this stretch where, you know, you beat Tennessee and stay alive going into the Iron Bowl. If somehow you pull that off in Tuscaloosa, it's not Alabama's number one in the country, right? So assuming they don't lose next week, they'll be number one in the country. So you'll go beat number one on the road. Then you'll get a top four team in a Texas A&M, mm-hmm. assuming they don't lose 
at home, if you find a way to win that game, then you're in second place in the SEC West. Assuming you go to Starkville and beat Mississippi State, you'll be number two in the SEC West. And if Florida wins the SEC championship game against Alabama, you will hold head-to-head victories over the two other SEC teams with two losses. And then you just need help from around the country. You just need Notre Dame to lose. Hmm? In that situation, you just need Notre Dame to lose, and I think you're in. Um, I don't know. A one-loss ACC champ would probably be in. Yeah, but that would be Clemson. They're in anyway. Yeah, but would Auburn get in over a two-loss Clemson team that lost to Notre Dame twice? No, I but feel then like, Clemson's not in. Then the fourth team's open. Yeah, that's not, so then Auburn's got a shot. If I Notre see. Dame loses in the ACC championship game and Notre Dame and Clemson both have one loss and they're to each other, I feel like they're both in. I, I see. I see. Yeah, because uh, Indiana's got a road where uh, it's like, ah, I think they're going to drop one or two. And then outside yeah. of that, it's like, is the college football playoff committee, are they going to do something cute like – put Cincinnati or BYU in if they're undefeated. Yeah, that's tough. To this think is the about. year to and do then, it, though. If they're going to do it, do it this year. Yeah, absolutely. And then this is the the last thing to think about is with the way that Wisconsin has looked in their first two games, just absolutely demolishing both of those teams that they've played. If Ohio State and Wisconsin run roughshod over the Big Ten and just dominate everyone and then play in the Big Ten championship game, both of them as undefeated, they'll both get in. You think so? Yeah, and especially they'll both get in over a two-loss Auburn or yeah. any two-loss SEC team. You're right. You're the right. The thing that stinks for this season is you're going to be comparing teams that, uh, I mean, it's been talking about ad nauseum, but like SEC teams have played 10 games and Big Ten teams have played seven or eight or whatever. So if you're in a situation where you're comparing a two-loss SEC team to an eight, a one-loss team from the Big Ten who's played eight games. I mean, I feel like you can make the argument that if the South Carolina game doesn't happen because Auburn plays nine games or eight games, they have one loss. Like they could still be considered the better team, or you know what I'm saying. So, I, I do think that the 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 playoff committee is going to have a really hard decision about whether or not to penalize teams basically because they played more games. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar. Folks have been tweeting at us on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. Um, apparently, coconut is definitely the flavor to you know, and I've mentioned that before. It's like coconut's one of their popular ones. Well, listeners of this specific show love coconut as well. I'm curious if coconut almonds is just as good. Um, my personal favorite is peanut butter brownie. I also love cookies and cream and salted caramel, but they've got 18 delicious flavors. Be sure to check it out at builtbar.com. All the bars are covered 100% in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Unlike a lot of protein bars where you just got to chew for days and days and days and days until it's, you know, soft enough for you to, to swallow. But built bar is great for the health conscious listener. You can lose or maintain 
uh, maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. All of these bars, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet if you're into that. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Pappas. Um, we won't spend a whole lot of time on this just because I mentioned it on Friday, but excitement is brewing for Bruce Pearl's team. Uh, obviously, you know, they, they get things going on the 25th of this month, but people are already excited about 2021. You know, Jabari Smith was, you know, uh, a, a huge deal for Auburn to get, but excitement is brewing for Trey Alexander and Alexander and Smith. Um, combined with all the guys coming back from this year's team, it's going to look like something we have never seen before at Auburn University. And I can't wait, but I'm really trying to focus on this year's team first and <laughs> just being excited for what's going to happen over the next few months. Yeah, Auburn's got a ton of good players, and, and obviously we're going to have to wait and see who actually comes back, right, from, from this year's team to next year's team. But I think the assumption is most of these guys that are true sophomores are going to be back. And then uh, a few of the probably not Sharif Cooper, but a few of the other freshmen um, will will be back also. And then you're adding two guys that are just incredibly tall, incredibly lanky, and incredibly good at basketball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you look at a guy like you know Acking Bola's got probably going to be a guy that's not quite good enough to go, so he's going to be coming back. JT Thor who, you know, was a, a top 50 player in this 2021 class. He just wanted to get to school early. I mean, just an absolutely loaded roster is on the horizon. But first things first, we got to get excited about what, you know, Devin Cambridge and and uh, and, and this crew is going to have going into the season. But I can't wait. It's going to be a ton of fun. Do you, uh, you watch any Masters this weekend? Yeah, I watched some on Sunday. Um, coming down the stretch, but I'm going to be honest, man. It's kind of boring. Well, yeah, today was kind of boring because Dustin Johnson was just dominating, but, uh, I don't love having it in, uh, in November too much going on, too much going on. I I, I don't want it to, to conflict with my college football. If there was a weekend where pretty much every SEC game was canceled though, this was the one to do it. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) You're, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. Um, well, Auburn got some love um, during the Masters broadcast. I thought we'd play this. Vern Lundquist um, was asked the question. Uh, well, I'll just play it. College football sure. and how much you've been the soundtrack. Is there one particular play call or moment that rises even for you above all others? Yeah, it's, it's easy to them. Uh, Alabama-Auburn in 2013. Uh, when... when uh, Matt Austin, the referee, famously said, please put one second back on the clock. All of a sudden, Nick Saban, who was irritated, to put it mildly, with his senior place kicker, put a redshirt freshman to attempt a 57-yard field goal. 
and it came up. It was not a bad kick, a little short, and Chris Davis grabbed it and, and got an escort down the left sideline. And at the end of that run, uh, I said, and answered prayer. Yeah, so always, um, I'm always open to, to kick six content on the Locked on Auburn podcast. It's, I don't know, man, it's great. Just anytime we get to relive that play, just it brings a smile to your face. It's, it's, it's one of the best plays of all time, without a doubt. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Anything else happen over the weekend that you think we need to touch on? Not, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see much. Did yeah, you? Pretty, pretty slow weekend, man. Pretty slow weekend. And it's going to be a slow week. We'll get Gus tomorrow. Um, and we'll be able to kind of recap some of the stuff that he says as we look ahead to Tennessee. And we'll, you know, once we get to Wednesday and Thursday, it'll be back to normal. But um, mm-hmm. guys, please, please hit up uh, our hotline, 205-502-4285. Um, we can do kind of a listener um, response day, heavy question day tomorrow. So voicemails or text messages, 205-502-4285. Would love to hear from you. Michael, where can people find you and hear you, bud? Follow me on Twitter. At Couch Potato. Awesome. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. We're also on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.